Speaking of sports, here you go. Nelson had it in the Gone in 60 uh, segment a couple minutes ago. Are you ready for this? In these unprecedented trying times, we're trying out new things when it comes to sports. The NFL is testing new protective face masks with surgical or N95 material. NFL engineers and sports equipment company Oakley are testing prototypes of modified face masks that might contain surgical or N95 material. <laughs> are you ready for this, man? No. Back in early March, his name's Tom Mayer. He is um, he's a part of the, the Players Association. He's the medical director for the Players Association. He said there probably will be a recommendation that the NFL use these masks to protect players from the coronavirus when the league returns to play. He says, back in early March, I'd suggested that we should consider novel and emerging ways to handle the helmets and the face masks and the spread of the virus. These guys, the bioengineers that we use and that the league uses in Oakley, will use, are you ready for this? Face visors. Oakley does the face visors for the league under contract. They're thinking of putting N95 or surgical masks possibly over the whole helmet. Or just the face mask. So now NFL is willing to have essentially visors when just last year, if your visor wasn't too standard, you could be fine, fine. for it. Yes. So if it was a little bit too dark of a tint, yep. you can be fine for it. Now, <laughs> have at it. Well, that's because they got Oakley involved. Now oh it's, my it's, god! It's the NFL's own. You know, Oakley and NFL are partners, so now they can make money off of it. So check this out: the <laughs> the medical director for the NFL's Players Association said he isn't exactly sure how the modifications would look, but he acknowledged that it is realistic to think the new designs could cover a player's entire face mask, and that the engineers are working on everything with such design on everything that the design might entail. He said they've got some prototypes and they're doing really good work. Some of them, when you first look at them, you think, gosh, no, what are these? Because you're not used to seeing it. Then he says, We're, but they're looking at every issue you can imagine, including when it fogs up. What do we do with that? These guys are dealing with this stuff. And then he said, Oakley has experience designing durable eyeglasses that don't fog up that are used by the military, you could see an entire helmet that is designed to essentially be a mask, like a gas mask, like an N95 mask. You would have a bubble on your head. <laughs> so the tinted visors are good to go. Now you could also have a, a almost like a gas mask on your head. Essentially. Why yeah. was Laramie Tunsil ever suspended for his gas mask? <laughs> he was, he ahead, was ahead, ahead of his curve. He was ahead of the time, man. He was ahead of it. Then check this out. Uh, the <laughs> I just can't stop laughing at this. The medical director for the Players Association, what's his name again? Tom Meyer. He also said, advise players who might have elevated risk factors to be aware of doing this. For a player like that, getting the helmet off, they would have to put a mask on right afterwards. He'd come to the sidelines, take his helmet off, which is essentially a mask, and then put on another mask, and then maintain social distancing when not 
in the field of play as much as possible and use single-use hydration, whether that be water or Gatorade, whatever it might be. So you come off the field, you take off your mask that is now a, a new face mask that is protecting you, allegedly, from COVID-19. You social distance on the sidelines from your own team, and you put on another face mask, and you have to use single-use hydration for water or Gatorade. Do they really think this is going to work? Do they really think people are going to do this? <laughs> do you really think... Uh, they must because they're dumping someone, money into it. Someone like Kenny Clark is going to come to the sideline, rip his mask off, put another mask on, stay six feet away from anybody, and drink out of his own little bottle. This is never going to work. They must think that they're going to do this because they're dumping money into it with Oakley. Do you do you remember like as a kid, like for Halloween, where you could get that like complete like one piece yeah. suit where it's like a costume that's got the suit and the mask, uh-huh. and you basically zip it up. Why don't they just create that for everyone? We'll call it the N95 suit. <laughs> Instead of the NFL, it's called the N95 league. The NFL, the N, the N95L. Everyone's in a, a full body N95 suit. Yeah, and then you go out there and knock the slobber out of people. We'll continue to talk about this because it is strange. I've also seen other companies start to make these these masks. Are you ready for the NFL's new uniform to look like you're a freaking astronaut, Rowdy? Nope. Not my NFL. So, I just can't believe this, man. The NFL, they got their engineers and sports equipment company, Oakley. They're testing new prototypes of a modified face mask that might contain surgical or N95 material. It would be essentially, you know how your thumb looks? Imagine your thumb, but as a face mask, and your thumbnail is the... uh, what you look out of, and the rest is covering your whole head. Does that make sense? It was like an astronaut. Like, this would be where your face... I know you can't see. Only Rowdy can. But you know what I'm saying? It looks like a giant thumb that you put over your head, and then you'd look out of just this clear glass, like a giant visor for your whole face. Could you imagine that in the NFL? Let's think about this clearly. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's going to be clear. They're going to have... Glass that doesn't fog up. The military uses it. So it's going to be I clear. pose the question, do you really think this will happen? Do you really think players will take to this? <laughs> no, I don't. Let's go back just last offseason when they passed the new helmet rule where your helmet can't be over 10 years old and players were freaking out about it. Yeah. Antonio Brown was having a meltdown. Yep. Aaron Rodgers was commenting about the helmet. Yep. All these different people were upset with the rule because they like their helmets how they are. Now you want to make it a mask? You want to change the dimensions of this helmet and the face guards and the the visors and everything? Do you really think this is going to pass? Do you really think they're going to like this? They're doing something, man, because they're dumping money into it. The NFL is and Oakley, so they must think something. Would you just, well... Unless you're the government, would you just dump a ton of money into something knowing it's not going to work outside of the government? Or would they be dumping a bunch of money in it just for optics, acting like they, oh, yeah, now that we're, could doing, be. we're doing something about it. We're going to see what we can come up with. No, that definitely could be. Dumping money into to research for optics. But come on, they're not changing So this. Tom Mayer, he is, the, um, he is the NFL's Player Association medical director. He advised players who might have elevated risk factors to be aware of doing everything possible to prevent exposure to the coronavirus. 
He said, quote, for a player like that, getting the helmet off, putting a mask on right afterwards, this is when you go to the sidelines, putting a mask on right afterwards, maintaining social distancing when not in the field is play as much as possible, and then use single-use hydration for your water and Gatorade. They need to focus on every detail, he said. Anyone who's got a risk, I would advise them to be zealous, religious, and frankly, almost maniacal about minimizing the chance of spreading the virus. Wasn't it Devontae Adams that was talking about the new helmets? or so, It had something to do with the helmets about being harder for him to see the football, which there in case makes it harder to catch the football. Yeah. Wasn't that some of the, I think it was Devontae Adams and other receivers. Yeah, comments? Hard, yeah, yeah. Think about wearing a face mask that looks like this, that covers your whole face. I'm envisioning whole, it like, like an astronaut. I'm envisioning yeah. it like you're in space. It, think about how much harder that would be to see the football. I'm envisioning like you're in space. So think about it. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Joan Ebo Show. Who do I got? Scott. Hello? Oh, it's Chad. Oh, Chad! Oh, my God! What's up, man? Sorry about that. Usually Scott's here on this time. I know. I stole the spot. Stole That's fine. Spot. That's fine, bro. That's fine, man. What's going on, Chad? Hey, so I don't understand this. Why don't they just treat it like, you know, the president and all his little inner circle gets tested daily. So I know. They don't it's not like they're not going to be testing these players and, and people. I don't get why they're going down this road of, of these new, like, astronaut helmets. Because... Well, I think part of it is certain states, you know, California, are going to be more ridiculous about restrictions and things, mm-hmm. or New York hat. New York has to be because of what happened there. Yeah. Chad, so, do you see this even I, working I, or flying in the NFL? I don't understand. I, I, I still don't understand. We were, so we're going to wear this space helmet, and then we're going to put a mask on <laughs> as soon as we get on the sideline. Oh, we're going to social distance, so we're going to have players around the entire... It's going to look like Red Rover all the way around the field. <laughs> come on over. It's Wait, don't come happen, on over. Chad. It's never going to happen. I don't get it, Chad. You, no, so, so seriously, you have 53 players on a side. If you're standing six feet apart from each other and you're going to all be looking on the field, you're going to have 300 feet or more than 300 feet. That's the entire football field. Chad, guess what? Now the taxpayers are going to be on them to build more stadiums, bigger stadiums, the social distancing. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that great, uh, you know, uh, Ponzi scheme that is American uh, yep. fields these days, yep. that we make people pay for them, and yep. then some rich billionaire yep. takes yep. all the benefits. Chad, you, you, you're you spot on. You know exactly how it works. Hey, man, we're up against oh, the I, break. Yeah, sorry, guys. Well, there you go, man. either way. We'll catch you later. All right, thanks, Chad. Good stuff. That's not going to work. Thanks, Chad. Tom Mayer, the NFL Players Association medical director, was talking about that players are they're, they're going down this road for the upcoming season, that players could potentially wear modified face masks in the upcoming season to help protect themselves against COVID-19, the big bad coronavirus. And he says it is a possibility that back in early March, he suggested ways to handle the helmets and the face masks and the league's bioengineers and testing pro- are testing prototypes with Oakley. They're looking at every issue, including when face masks fog up. Now, Oakley does work with the military for unfoggable masks. So they're going to put these into the helmets, potentially, and they already are doing prototypes. And Tom Mayer, the medical director, did say when you first look at them, you're like, woof, what is, woof, what is that? I think I got it. This, yeah. this, so you know how they've been uh, introducing Space Force? Yes, which I'm a big fan of. The maybe, TV show? Hey, maybe, RJ, good morning. Hey, When Space Force goes somewhere like Mars, 
they're going to be wearing these type of uh, helmets Ooh. and you know uniforms so that they can start up a, a space force league. Love it, dude. Do we have a picture of these helmets? No, they just they just are kind of like describing them RJ, a little bit. They're just just from how bad they're describing them. They didn't want to take the time to put up mocks okay. because of how dumb it would I, look. And I was hearing the description, and I still can't picture. It. I'm, I'm picturing trying to be like what? I'm picturing a like an astronaut. Kind of. So, I'm picturing. I'm picturing the helmet. Like, imagine the Packers helmet. Yep. Which I have right over here. Imagine the so, Packers helmet. Are we? And are, then the face mask itself is like a big glass. It's like a visor. shield. Okay. That, that, that then goes like a shield. Then I imagine it would kind of like go around your neck a little bit because you, it could still get up under your neck if you fall in line with the government trying to brainwash you. I think more or less like. Face mask, all that under it, you know. You you have normal visors. I'm guessing it would extend. It would extend and down. Probably just come down under the chin. Yeah, I would imagine under the chin. But with that, then they make you wear a mock turtleneck. So, you can... but but with that, not everybody has the same face. How are you going to have? I mean, that's almost like custom mm-hmm. face mask for everyone, and then on every helmet. And then the the NFL Players Association medical director said afterwards, once they take their helmet off, that they need to run and go get another mask and social distance on the sidelines. So get an actual mask. <laughs> this is what I envisioned. Like, the, the, like there's going to be no fans in the stands probably to open up the season, and you're going to see all these people wearing these masks, and here's what you're going to hear. <laughs> Because there's no fans in the stands, you could pick up all the noise, you know? That's Darth Vader Nelson, just in case you didn't know since you watched Star Wars. He knew. (laughs) You knew, right, Rowdy? Maybe this is why they're pumping on so much Star Wars stuff lately. They're trying to get us reconditioned into looking at the NFL of them wearing Darth Vader masks. I don't think so. Which would be kind of cool. Because then why do you have Kylo Ren out there? Doesn't wear a mask all the time. Yeah, shame on him, by the way. Yeah. Kylo Ren needs to be wearing a mask at all times. It's like... Uh, Even when he's driving his spaceship alone. When we saw the first new, new sequel, we're walking out of the theater, and that guy goes, that Kylo Ren is a huge sissy. <laughs> as soon as he took off his mask, I knew he was a little B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that guy. That guy was funny. He's kind of right, too. Hey, good morning, RJ. How are you doing today, doing man? good. How are you? I'm doing great, minus this weird friggin' uh, when it comes to these new f- potential face masks. Yeah, that sounds weird. So if they're going to do I'm it in the NFL, even... what are they going to do in college? That's that's a great question. Because if, if, if it's not safe for the NFL players to be out there wearing their normal face masks, then how is it safe for the yeah, I don't know college how, football I, players? I would assume this is something that would end up being nationwide but they're working with the nfl first because they're gonna because they got the money yeah and i mean well i mean the NCAA college, yeah. got money too what um, are we talking about <laughs> but i think once it's developed it'll trickle down i don't see how there's any way that if you take the blake snell line of thinking that college would be playing whatsoever because if if nfl and mlb players can only uh play for full salary College hasn't been getting paid. That's wink, right. wink. So, well, I think they're wink, out. Wink. They'll be able to start uh, getting paid for their likeness and signature. So, they'll be able to do that. You know, at what point 
they're going to need a lot more of an increase in pay. <laughs> what do you think the NFL <laughs> to is going to do? Do you think the NFL is eventually going to be like, all right, either we accept the fact that life does come with risk, no matter what you do, or do we just bubble wrap every single person in the league? Front page CBS Sports, front page ESPN. Not a good look for your Green Bay Packers, but who gives a crap what some of those people have to say, right? Well, we can dissect it coming up. But first, Nelson, read that tweet that OB just sent in to Zone Madison. Good morning, OB. You are the man, by the way. Yeah, so OB tweets in at Rowdy Razor at Zone Madison. The Green Bay Packers have been social distancing from the NFL draft for 20 plus years. Oof. <laughs> OB's funny. OB on Twitter is 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 a good follow. It's always pretty funny. And he knows where like the last remaining shakies is at. <laughs> My man OB knows where the shakies is at. So how about that? All right, so I'm reading here uh, on all these headlines here when it comes to teams in the NFL of how they did in the offseason. And my friends, I, I got some bad news from you when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. It is not good of what they think that the Packers have done in the offseason. Well, before we before we dive into what they're talking about, what do you, what do you guys think of the green and gold when it comes to their offseason? Nelson, we'll start with you. I mean, we just heard OB saying the Packers have been socially distancing from the draft for 20-odd years. How about you? When it comes to the draft, the draft and the offseason as a whole, I'll rate them. Can I rate them separately? Like sure. draft versus free agency? Sure. I'll go for free agency. I'll give them a B because I like some of the upside on some of the players that they got for cheaper. Like, uh, I think Ricky Wagner being that he was a pro bowler. Yep. He's been banged up, but I mean, if he stays healthy, he could be a solid player at right tackle to fill in for uh, Brian Blaga. What you say like you say a little low risk possible high reward? Yeah, for the for the price that they got him at. Yeah, good good signing. And then the the Christian Kirksey, I think that's an upgrade at the low risk high reward middle linebacker from Blake Martinez if he stays healthy. True. Devin Funches is another receiver that has some ability. Agreed. So I'll give him a B. There's a B in the off season for free agency, and now comes the draft. F. Just like that? There, it's it's an easy F for next season. You Your first pick, you trade it up to take a quarterback that you don't expect to play for two to three years, so your first-round pick's not going to help you. RJ? Oh, sorry. Were you done? Well, then your so you next, give your grade. Your next two picks. I just looked at the clock. And we were, your I mean, next two picks are. Yes, right? Sorry. Continue. I'm your, getting ahead of myself. Your Coffee. Next, next two picks are a backup running back, Excited. which he'll probably get into the mix and take what? maybe six to eight carries a game mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. now. And then an H back, which you hopefully will use maybe part-time as a, a tight end here. And then as a fullback, big Degora fans over here though. And then after that, who knows if any of those guys <laughs> really see much of the field other than some special teams. Yeah. So your grade would be an F right now, <laughs> especially because there's only two guys in my mind that I think are, are clear cut guys that could see any time on the B field and an F. B for Bar- the barring injury free agency F for draft, but well, your F is better than OB's F F F F F minus. RJ, how about you? What would you grade the off season when it comes to free agency and then the draft? Yeah, I I think I'm a little more optimistic, uh, mostly because I, the Packers have chosen to add for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, now whatever. 
people want to think about that and whatnot. And currently, yeah, it's going to be an F. No, that that's just not towards he was totally, Nelson. That was you were, he was totally making fun general. of you, Nelson. Yeah, that was an impersonation um, of Nelson. <laughs> but then you start looking at the players, and yeah, you see the potential in them. And you break it down. You're adding, Spoken like a true coach, I see the potential in them. You're adding linemen, uh, which this team needs. Your guards are trash. Um, your <laughs> oh, Elton Jenkins was really good last year. Okay, he was. Yeah, but look at this well, line. Okay. Someone needs to take out the trash, Nelson. So he's carrying the other guys. Yeah, the line. <laughs> your guards as a whole were bad. I mean, you have historically had coaches say, yeah, we ran right up the middle on them um, and rushed the the zero gap and all that because they couldn't stop us. Like, the interior of the line is bad. You had to, so you brought yes. in linemen who could play, be moved from tackle into guard or that have played guard and center and can play any one of those three positions. And you're you're strengthening that unit. You're trying to create and you need yourself, a, RJ. You need a strong unit. You're trying to create yourself a running game. Need a strong as unit. well because the past few years, yeah, Mike McCarthy did good things. Thank you. But when he blatantly lies about trying to establish the run, or if we want a one important right, or to quote Big Mike, or you go along the lines of saying Aaron Rodgers was audibling out of run plays which, which he was yeah um Man, a couple of years at the end there they were running the Aaron Rodgers I don't offense. think the O line was a running O line anyway uh um, oh no for sure have you given yeah, a grade so have you given a grade for the free agency yet I I'm going to give the entire off season a C okay just because, yeah, you've decided to move on so the to the future. Free I'm agency not, be a B and the draft be a D? I, no, I think, I think <laughs> both of them are Cs. <laughs> okay. Just because, yeah, you you replaced Brian Bulaga with Rick Wagner and... Yeah, he's you know, over 30 he's, now, so it's Rick. It's no longer Rick. Yeah. Uh, so you're... And you're not really sure which which guy you're getting. Pre kind of injury guy where he earned that. Yeah. The pre injury guy who was uh, uh, doing good things and highest paid guard at one point. Yeah. Uh, Or are you getting, are you getting the guy who's kind of started to slow down a little bit because of those injuries? Uh, And, you know, on the other side of the ball, Kirksey, another guy. Are you getting that guy who, when he's on the field, is going to be when healthy on the field, he's a beast. Or the guy who, has what missed two played, seasons? Played nineteen, like nineteen games over the last three seasons or whatever it is. Uh, so yeah, a lot of ifs in there. So I'll give everything a C. And don't forget, once you're over thirty, you can no longer be Ricky. You are Rick, <laughs> I right? Think, I thought I thought he changed it. Yeah, because he was over thirty now. He is now Rick. <laughs> no longer Ricky. Yep. No longer Ricky. It's like when Monte Ball changes, well, told everyone how to actually say his name. Remember Monty? Monte. Remember it was Monty? Monte? Yeah, but his was, he just didn't want to correct people to make them feel bad. <laughs> it's like, yo, man, you've been saying my name wrong for like 12 years. Can you please say it right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Now it's, now it's Rick. Not Ricky. 
Okay. Packers for me, offseason, I'd give free agency, I would give it a, a low B, like a B minus. Then I would give the draft, eesh. I'll be the captain of hope here. Nelson, you gave it an F. RJ, you gave it a C. C. Well, I guess you're kind of the, I guess you're kind of the captain. I'll give it a D plus. <laughs> I am the captain of hope. So RJ's more the I'm the lieutenant of hope. RJ's the captain <laughs> of hope on that one. So I'm reading here on uh, ESPN.com. They are ranking the you know all 32 teams in the NFL when it comes to what they did in the off season. Out of all the teams, 32, where do you guys think the Green Bay Packers fell? Nelson, I'll start with you. Where do you think they rank the Packers of number one being the best and obviously 32 the worst? Where do you think the Packers fell? For this upcoming season? Yeah. Well, or this offseason, ranking this the offseason. Off Man, one to 32. I'm going to go with 22. RJ, how about you? Oh, you just looked at it, didn't you? No. Okay, I, good. You, that! You have like the, I can't see the screen. Good. We need uh, to get him don't, a face mask. Don't a face look shield. at it. 30th. You're closer than Nelson, but yes. you but you busted. You busted. Oh. So Nelson Price has righted you, and he got with 22. Nelson wins. It was 27th. You barely. You, you didn't say it was Price is right rules. I, well, I'm I making it up as I go. 23 then. I made it up as I went. Oh, All right, so that's, Packers that's are 27th. Cool. People that do that, that just go one higher, they're a B. Well. Out of 32 teams, <laughs> Packers are 27th. So here's what they say. What, what, what went right? They say in a market in which teams were aggressively paying for a potential or for potential at offensive tackle, the Packers got a reasonable price in replacing Brian Bulaga. Brian Bulaga. Uh, Brian Bulaga. With Rick Wagner, not Ricky, with Rick Wagner on a two-year $11 million deal. While it wasn't the first round wide receiver Packer fans were craving, Devin Funches could deliver value on a one-year $2.5 million deal as a second or third wideout. And while it's not ideal for their chances of winning in 2020. Green Bay did add its quarterback of the future when it drafted Jordan Love with the 26th pick. It would obviously push this offseason way higher than it ranks now. Here is what went wrong. And my God, is a lot longer than a paragraph than what went right. What went wrong? In an offseason in which the draft was full of wide receiver talent and veteran wideout prices were depressed, the Packers really couldn't come away with more than Devin Funches? Taking love was one thing, but using a second-round pick on a bruising back A.J. Dillon seemed more egregious. It also seemed to hit that Aaron Jones' future after the season lies outside of Green Bay, which is unlikely to make many Packer fans happy. The decision to move on from Balaga was also curious, given that he signed a relatively friendly deal with the Chargers. It's possible the Packers weren't given an option to match, but... If they could have re-signed Belaga for three years and 30 mil, they should have brought him back as right tackle. They didn't do much to address their defense. While they improved from 29th to 15th uh, in DVOA after spending free in free agency last year, they are unlikely to be as healthy on the defensive side of the ball in 2020 after their starters missed a total of four games all season. They replaced linebacker Blake Martinez with Christian Kirksey, which should be a positive if Kirksey stays healthy but I was surprised Green Bay didn't try to do more to add depth on defense. And are you guys ready for what they could have done differently? Sure. Realistically, <laughs> even if the Packers wanted love in round one, they should have gone out of their way to get one of the remaining wideouts in the second round. 
I'm not often an advocate for trading up, and it's possible that opposing teams were quoting astronomical prices to the Packers after seeing how their fan base reacted to the love pick. But they should have moved up in the second round to get someone like Nelson's guy, LaVisca Chenault Jr. or Denzel Mims. A.J. Dillon basically has to turn into Derrick Henry for that pick to work. And both the track record and NFL career span of backs like Henry are not great. What's left to do? Acquire a veteran wideout. This guy mentioned Kenny Stills earlier, and a trade for the Texans wideout makes total sense. End report of the Packers. What do you guys think? End report. Well, when I give the you know, the offseason draft an F, I'm talking about for next season. Like yeah. obviously that changes. This is this is also for next season. Yeah. If Jordan this Love becomes ranking. If he becomes a top ten quarterback and he's your future and he's a guy that you can roll with in three, four years, then obviously this draft grade changes. But for next year, when you know Jordan Love is not going to see the field unless Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, it's it's an F to me. Nothing they did is a win now move for twenty twenty. Unless maybe you're talking about A.J. Dillon, like they said in the article, turning into Derrick Henry. But what are the odds of that? Probably astronomical. Yeah, but here's the it's thing. It's probably the same amount of dying from COVID-19. Let's, let's just say he does turn into Derrick Henry. People forget just two years ago that Matt LaFleur was the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. He had the likes of Deion Lewis and Derrick Henry, and it took him freaking 10 weeks to figure out that Derrick Lewis or Derrick Henry should be the, the bell cow. And Lewis was the scat back. Dion, he was giving Dion Lewis more carries and he was the offensive coordinator on that team. So even if you gave him Derrick Henry, he wasn't (laughs) using him properly until the end of that season. And didn't the Titans offense get better once LaFleur became the head coach of the Packers? The Titans offense <laughs> was better the year before LaFleur got there. The Titans offense was better after LaFleur left. He made them worse. Very interesting. And this is the guy that's implementing his offensive plan. New, I mean, that's what you saw the draft. It was a philosophical change in the offense. And that's what LaFleur's doing. That's why you got an H-back in DeGora. That's why you got a big, beefy guy like A.J. Dillon as a running back. That's why you got the heir apparent to Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love. There is a change happening in Green Bay, and it's hard for some fans to come to grips with. All those changes also came under a different quarterback for the Titans. Yeah, well, you can say, oh, they brought in Ryan Tannehill, which I do believe he's better than Mariota. I think that's pretty evident. Yeah. But the running game was still there, and when you're still giving Deion Lewis double-digit carries a game— and they're almost splitting 50-50. Yeah. What in the heck are you doing? That, well, like now, I said though, that might not have also been his call. Maybe there was somebody uh pulling the strings on who like he the could head actually coach? play. Yeah. Now, when it comes to Marcus Mariota for the Titans, he had a quarterback rating. Now, I know a quarterback rating you can skew it. Like some people say it's for a running quarterback, yada yada yada, but it's it's a measurement. Mariota's quarterback rating was in the mid-50s under Matt LaFleur. Aaron Rodgers' quarterback rating under Matt LaFleur ended up becoming the same as Mariota when LaFleur was the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans. Rodgers' QBR went down to the likes of Mariota. They brought in Matt LaFleur to 
reinvigorate Aaron Rodgers' career and transcend him back to where he was, right? Yeah. Instead, he turned him into Mariota. Well, I think Aaron Rodgers also is picking and choosing when he actually wants to play. Good point. What? But what about when he was with McCarthy? Oh, people no, people didn't yeah. care then. They're like, let Rodgers do whatever he wants. He was choosing when he wanted to play when McCarthy was the I know, coach, and I'm not. And I'm he not, still put and up people, better numbers. I'm not saying he didn't. Yeah, but he did put up better numbers. I mean, he's. I, I feel like there is a power struggle on the field. Yeah, they can. They can. Do you play. think Matt Lafleur came out and said, "Yo, this is my team," and Brian Gutekunst said that too? Watch us. We're drafting a quarterback. Possibly. We're drafting. We're not getting you a wide receiver. I know you went on a AJ Hawks podcast and said the first position we needed was a wide receiver. But you know what, Aaron? We're going to get your backup, your replacement, and then we're not going to get a single wide receiver. But it also this could be our team. It also could be the fact, yeah, Rodgers has had such a great relationship with all his backups because he knows they don't have a shot in hell in making the field anytime soon. And I think Mike McCarthy might have aided in that and been like, well, we got Aaron, and he's going to play a lot, so we don't really need anybody. So I'm going to say I like Tim Boyle really well, even if I don't. Like, well, Mike guys, McCarthy selected him. Ted Thompson selected him. But you know what I'm saying? Sure. He's going, he's going to say, yeah, Tim Boyle's my guy. It's because that's all I've been given. <laughs> and at the people who are in power have decided – that they're not going to give me a legit backup quarterback for one reason or another. So Aaron Rodgers has never had to worry about his play and what is going to happen if he is doing poorly. Now with a perceived better backup, as as we've seen, he's got good, good college numbers until Gary Anderson came Freaking Gary Anderson, man. Um. By the way, Gary Anderson, the first ever Ultimate D-Bag yeah. champion. The perceived notion that there is somebody there we can put in if you decide or if your play diminishes, that could light a fire under somebody's butt and have a Rodgers of old rather than this Rodgers who seems to be afraid of getting hit now. I do think this is Rodgers is going to be on like the FU tour coming up here. J8 Krebs Jordan says, what's up, Jordan? He says, if Love becomes a franchise quarterback, then this draft is an A+. It's just like well, yeah, Aaron totally, Rodgers was Totally drafted. agree with you, brother. If you, you're totally right. Draft class ain't that great. Here's, here's the first word I totally agree with on you. Collins, other if, yeah. if Love becomes a franchise quarterback, it's an A+. Agreed. Then he says, J.A. Krebs, what's up, bro? He says, it doesn't matter if Love doesn't play for three years. If he becomes a franchise player, the Packers still win the draft. Rodgers will keep Packers relevant, and that's all the team wants. See, here's my thing with Aaron Rodgers. Like, his his attitude can rub you the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he hasn't had his best seasons the last couple of years. He's right. been banged up. Yep. But I still believe in Aaron Rodgers a hundred times more than I believe in Matt LaFleur being a good coach. And that's where I stand on it. Well, I know. I mean, you call the guy LaFraud most of the time. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Look into his look into his I'm stats not, I'm and not, numbers. I'm not. No, you you make good points. It's just I've just made the point of you also call him LaFraud. <laughs> it's true. Sometimes, you do. RJ, if the shoe fits. Or what's what's the other one you call him? LaFraud and... LaBum. <laughs> no, that's LeBron. No, uh, it's another like... Yeah, you have another one. There's LaFraud and there's... LaFluke? LaFluke, yeah. Le 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 <laughs>
Well, we, I, we would support him around here, though. Nelson, you support Lef- I must yeah, call him LaFrod. Wa- <laughs> I just want to see the offense actually do well and actually be a top five offense. That'd be nice. Not a middle-of-the-road one where it looks so disorganized. <laughs> For the offseason, the Packers are ranked 27th. Now, take this with a grain of salt because we don't know what's going to happen, but also... Smile knowing that two other teams in the NFC North are below them, the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. I'm telling you, I said it yesterday, but you I said, said don't the, sleep on them. The Bears are going to be bad. Well, the Bears, we had USA Today. They had their predictions come out on I, they was said, that yesterday. They, yeah, said, they three said three and 13. I don't think they're that bad, but I think they're going to be bad. Like I think five, six, five, six wins is pretty legit for them. Now, if, if Mitch Trubisky will be the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears – for the whole season, I could see three and thirteen. If Big D Nick, if Nick Foles, I'd say I predict he's starter around week five. See, this is the thing. A lot of if people If he's starter, I see the Bears being like six and ten. See, a lot of people are like, oh, they got Nick Foles now. They got Nick Foles. He can play quarterback. Yeah, but he really can't. <laughs> him and him and Mitch Trubisky are pretty close to the same number of seasons where they've played well in the NFL. Like, I think there was a season, well, man, it's probably like 2013 now, somewhere in there. I have to look it up. But Nick Foles, roughly around, I think it was 2012, 2013, I think he threw 27 inter, or twenty-seven touchdowns and had two picks, and that was like his big-time season. And then you really didn't see anything from him before or after that until his half a year where he had that run with the Eagles. Yeah. What did he do in Jacksonville? Nothing. Then he got hurt. Then he lost the job to Minshew. Yeah, like mustache. What what did he ever do when he was in Philadelphia, besides that one and a half seasons? He lost his job to Carson Wentz. He then was thrusted into the job when Carson Wentz got hurt. Yeah, like it's not like Nick Foles has been a really really good quarterback. Who would you rather have though, Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky? Who do you think would who's worth whose value is worth more in wins for one season? One season, I'd probably take Nick Foles. Same. But but it's to me it's not a ton of difference. No, to me it's maybe a game or two difference. Which, what's the what's the ceiling for Mitch Trubisky? What's the what's the basement and the ceiling for Mitch Trubisky when it comes to wins? I say three and thirteens as basement. What's his basement? Yeah, for a full season if he plays. Three only and, only missing his receiver by five feet. <laughs> I'd give like USA Today has them at three and thirteen. I don't think they're that bad. Their defense okay. their defense is good. Yeah, Nick Foles in two thousand thirteen. Played in 13 games. He had 27 touchdowns and two picks. His best season since then, numbers-wise, 2014, he was 13 touchdowns, 10 picks. Mm. When he went on and won the Super Bowl with the Eagles, he didn't really do anything much. He came in at the end. Yeah, I just the Bears, to me, I don't think the Lions are going to be last. I think the Bears are the bottom of the NFC North. Three and thirteen, I don't think they're that bad. I would say, man, five and eleven, six and ten. Then I would throw the Lions around six and ten, seven and nine. I think you said it earlier, don't sleep on the Lions. I just think that they were with playing, Matt Stafford back. Yeah, they were playing extremely well until he got hurt, and then they had a lot of the we talk about the Packers having a lot of really good luck. The, the Lions, Lions had, had a really lot of bad really luck. bad luck. Really now, bad luck. Is that just because they're the, the How many the games were they Lions? in where they should have won? Well, that's what we were it talking about. It was like about. the first five, six weeks of the season. They could have easily started the season six and one. Yeah. They but, were just, they were there every game. But 
as loser franchises can never shake the losing mentality. That's just what dogs them is them being what they are losers. Speaking but I do the, like Matt Stafford. Speaking of the Lions, I told you when we first came in here, I was watching uh, NFL Network last night mm-hmm. while I was getting some treadmill treadmill work in, and they were playing the uh, accelerated version of NFL's greatest games, and it was the 1993 playoff game between the Green Bay Packers and the Detroit Lions. <laughs> and who would have thought? But the Lions were the NFC Central division champions. And the Packers were the nine and seven wild card team, and it was where uh, the Lions were up. Brett Favre brings the team back with less than two minutes left, rolling out to his left, guns it back right about fifty yards to Sterling Sharp for a touchdown, and they beat the Lions. Mm. Man, that was cool seeing a young Brett Favre before I was even born. Mm-mm-mm-mm. That was a young Brett Favre. And boy, do I love me some Brett Favre, greatest quarterback just, of all time. It was classic running to your left at full speed, and then all of a sudden just gunning it to the right side of the field across your body for a 50-yard touchdown. Greatest quarterback of all time, Brett Lorenzo Favre. You want to talk about an Iron Man? Screw you, Robert Downey Jr. It's Brett Favre, the true Iron Man. Just don't ask him to do any charity events. It's for the state of Mississippi. Not a good look in the NFC North for off-seasons. If you're the Lions who are 29th, ranked out of 32. The Bears, who are 31. The closer you are to one, the better you are, by the way. And the Packers, who are 27th. Now, where are the Vikings? Well, Nelly, let me do a little scrolling, because they're going to be pretty, pretty, pretty good. Minnesota, eh, they're middle of the pack, actually. They're 19th. That's because they lost some guys on defense. Yeah, they defense. lost with like nine starters, I think. They lost, uh, I think, their top three corners and then Linville Joseph and some of the other guys on that defensive front. I think uh, Everson Griffin is still out there. Griffith is still out there, too. So here's what went wrong for the Vikings. The first sentence, Stephon Diggs is really good. Even if you're optimistic about Jefferson, the chances of a first-round pick turning into a top-ten wide receiver aren't extremely high. The team was overdue for a reboot at cornerback, and they used first, third, and fifth round picks there. But they would like to see the Vikings target at least one low-cost veteran to try and rehabilitate under Mike Zimmer. Minnesota also didn't resign defensive end Everson Griffin after the longtime starter voided his deal, and the only free agent they signed to replace him was rotation lineman Anthony Zettel. In part, the Vikings were hamstrung by franchise safety Anthony Harris, which was a bit of a surprise. While he has intercepted nine passes since moving on to the starting lineup during the 2018 season, it's not a great use of resources for them to commit nearly $23 million of cap space to their safeties in 2020. So, I mean, that's, but here, that's so, all they said what went wrong for them. Remember when we were talking last year? Losing Stephon Diggs, though, that's tough. Going into the season? I'm sorry, say that again? Remember what we were talking about last year going into the football season? We were talking about how, on paper, we thought, this could be a really tight divisional race that no team was going to be outstandingly good, but no team was going to be terrible. And we thought the winner of the division was going to be like a 10 and 16. Remember we were saying that? Yeah. And we thought like the worst team could be like seven and nine in the lions and the best team was going to be like 10 and six. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty tight division, right? Yes. Now look how that played out. You had the Packers. Obviously they went way past expectations and went 13 and three mm-hmm. Detroit. 
had some bad luck, and then your starting quarterback that's a top-10 quarterback in the league breaks his back and doesn't play over half the season, they fell off the map. But other than that, weren't the Vikings and the Bears right kind of where we were thinking they'd be, 8-8 eight and eight to 10-6? and six? Yeah. Well, say Stafford doesn't break his back and the Packers aren't 100% healthy like they were last year, don't you think they kind of come back to the pack to that middle yeah i wonder so now they're in my mind all those teams are again if those crazy things didn't go on are still in that 10 and 6 to 7 and 9 range and now you just looked at the offseason what do they do what do they get for grades in the offseason packers lions bears were towards the bottom vikings middle of the pack upper you know upper echelon yeah so who's the team that really only got better in these experts eyes the Vikings. The Vikings. We also praise the Vikings for their draft. Vikings crushed it. It was them and the Cowboys were the best draft on so, paper. So, according to experts and, and on paper, the Vikings are the only team that really improved. I think, but they did lose a lot of starters. Losing a lot of starters, I know it's tough. Like it's tough, but yes, on paper they did they get better on paper. Sure, some we'll see say, what happens. Some would say the if field. the Packers lost their starters outside of Devonta Adams at receiver, they'd actually get better. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you look at how these different uh, publications are saying where they had them ranked like last year going into the season and now what they did this offseason, uh-huh. I think the only team that you can say that clearly got better would be the Vikings. Now, are they still... I mean, the Vikings that, crushed it in the draft. Was that enough to pass the Packers who went 13-3? and three? I think so. That's why I said I think the Vikings win. As what the team looks like right now, I think the Vikings are the best team in the NFC North. Now you think you think that they, I mean, to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And who's the champ in the NFC North? Green Bay Packers, thirteen and three. I do. I think they're going to repeat of thirteen and three. No, I don't. But do you think that the Vikings can dethrone them after losing all those starters and getting they're rookies and some free agents, obviously, but. Just because they killed it in the draft doesn't mean that they're going to essentially kill it on the field. I could see the Vikings winning the division over the course of a you know a 17 week season, but if I still had a Aaron Rodgers versus Kirk Cousins primetime matchup in a divisional round playoff game, I'd still take Aaron Rodgers. True. That being said, I'd probably like I said I'd probably take the Vikings over the course of the season where. You know, Kirk Cousins can play against some of these bottom feeders and look good, but when the their lights come on on those big stages, still give me Aaron Rodgers all day in a, in a playoff game. Aaron Rodgers was just in the sports flash right there making some comments. I kind of like what he had to say about um, COVID-19 and, you know, this pandemic and concerned about fans in the stands and sports, but listen to what he said. I like this quote. I'm very hopeful that we can have a season. I think the important thing to, to think about, though, which is more important than that, is the state of the country. There's a lot of problems going on in the country right now associated with the fear around this pandemic. I hope that we can use some common sense moving forward um, and make decisions that are going to be in the best interest of, of all people moving forward. I like that right there, the one part right there. Now, associated with the fear around this pandemic, I hope that we can use some common sense moving Right there, that just that little snippet right there. A lot of problems going on in the country right now associated with the fear around this pandemic. I hope that we can use some common sense moving That. I like what Aaron Rodgers had to say there. He didn't say about COVID-19 and the pandemic. He said the fear associated with it 
and hopefully we can use some common sense. Because what do you think is lacking right now? Wouldn't it be common sense? Yeah, but it's common sense is not very common. I will literally go to the Wisconsin Department of Health Services, take their numbers right from their website, and post them on my social media accounts, and people will lose their minds that the numbers don't justify what they think in their heads. I said 99.997% of Dane County is currently not in the hospital with COVID-19. 99.997%. I had people losing their minds on my accounts. Saying, what's the logic here? We need to be locked down for, for more weeks. We need to be locked down before we find a cure. We need to be locked down again. And then coming at me like I have made up these numbers. I took them straight from the Wisconsin Department of Health Services. 99.997% of Dane County. Not in the hospital. But I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Who's the bad guy? I'll be, your, I'll be your Huckleberry. If you need a whipping boy, I'll be your whipping boy. <laughs> a lot of nines in there, Rowdy. Well, we had people call in and talk about, you know, like cures and what is a, a virus or, you know, just a disease that we found cures for in our lifetime or the last 50 years. Yeah, that's, and, that's what I asked. I was like, what? What, and I don't want to go down the road of all this, but what diseases have been cured in your lifetime? Well, some that were thrown out there quite a bit were what measles and polio. Yes, and I, and that's not in our lifetime. Yeah, here's the thing: there are still people in the United States that get measles and polio. It's not common because yeah. they do have stuff for it, but people still get it. Not very many. But some do. Yeah, flatten the curve has not. We've done what they've asked. Flatten the curve has now turned into find the cure. Again, I ask, how many diseases have been cured in your lifetime? And in a pandemic, why are we laying off healthcare people? Just think about it. All right, so more from Aaron Rodgers. He talks about that they'll be in the mix this year. Yeah, I like our chances. I like our squad. I like the leadership of the football team, and um, and I also like that you know there's. Probably not going to be sky-high expectations for us like last year. And uh, at the same time, I really feel like we'll be in the mix. So there's – I mean, Rodgers kind of has to say that, though, right, that they'll be in the mix. And I believe him. I think the Packers are going to be in the mix. Don't you think they're going to be in the mix? Yeah, I think they'll be in the mix to uh, make a playoff. Sure. And here's more on following up on a 13-3 and season. There are a lot of sentiments about us being not a great 13-3 and team. I don't know if we're going to be a favorite or be the team that's expected to, to dominate the NFC. I love our chances. I love our team. Um, the key will be to find a way to recreate that chemistry and, and come together. But that, that gets figured out in, in you know when we get back together in training camp. Now, the Packers are one of the teams in the NFL. So today, the NFL said teams can open up their facilities to start getting back to work. The Packers are not one of those teams. A spokesperson with the team came out to say that they're working on formulating a plan to reopen Lambeau Field for select staff and football personnel, but they are not one of the 20 teams that could start going back to their facilities. Here's Rodgers saying he's not worried about guys being behind when they show up. I don't feel like we'll be so far behind mentally. It's just a matter of physically are all the guys 
taking care of themselves the right way. And, and it seems like from the videos that I've seen and from the conversations that we've had during the weeks that, uh, that the guys are making the most of the opportunities, whether they're working out of their house or finding a place to work out that's okayed. You know, I think that's been, uh, that's been a positive. So does that worry you about for this upcoming season, Nelson? Guys, Rogers says mentally I think they're fine, but physically I'm not sure. It does scare you a little bit, right? Just be obviously they're professional athletes, so. All right, so I'm sorry, physically behind, not mentally. I reversed it. I know what you meant. Yeah. It, and it does scare you a little bit, right? Because they're professional athletes, right? They work out for a living. They mm-hmm. have to be in shape for a living. It's kind of a tough scene when you have guys that come in. Like, do you remember? Uh, oh, this is probably like a decade ago now. Albert Hainsworth. Yeah. That what, was is it? he still alive? By the way, wasn't he like fighting he, for his I life? I don't know. Anyways. But. You remember when he was, was that was the Redskins? Yeah. And they signed him with that big deal and he came in so out of shape. Oh my God, I know. And like, and like fat. Yeah. And they're like, here's a conditioning test. And he couldn't pass the, like the conditioning physical test. Yeah, he failed it. And then like, then it started being like, oh, he can't pass this. And then he, he, like, he tried it again. And they were like, it finally came out and we're like, here's what all encompasses into an NFL physical (laughs) testing. It was like it anyone a- could get out and do it if they had somewhat of like any conditioning whatsoever. Yeah. Like he was so out of shape. One, how do you make it to that level and then in one off season fall that far off? I don't that's a great question. Especially I don't know. when if I remember correctly, he was like a pro bowler. He was a big he was a big name. Yeah. That's why he got the big contract. How do you just fall off like that? Now, does it scare you when guys aren't doing things that they should to be good at their job? Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, speaking of guys doing what they need like, to do. Like, like Aaron Rodgers, he likes to hold people accountable, right? Yes. You know Aaron Rodgers is taking every single step to be ready for this upcoming season. He's going to be doing his – That's how you stay in the NFL yeah, as long as he has been. He's going to be doing his you know, flexibility-type workouts. He's going to be throwing the football. He's going to be doing all this. But then you look at guys like, I don't know, MVS, guys that are – well, he's working right. out with Randy Moss. Yeah, guys that are right on the edge. Straight cash, he, homie. He's working out with Randy Moss. But do you have some other guy on the roster that's right there on the edge of being like a guy you need to depend on and another guy that might fall off the roster? No Hart Nelson that's says. That's not doing anything? No Hart Nelson says your boy Rashawn Gary is still out there working. Just check his tr- uh, Twitter feed. I know exactly when Rashawn Gary's working out because I get the video <laughs> tweeted at me. And you know Rashawn Gary isn't working out if he's not filming it. He's really good against the air. Here, Speaking of working out, here is Rodgers talking about staying in physical condition that he normally keeps himself in during a pandemic. I think the biggest uh, change has been feeling like a kid throwing the football at the park. You have to find... You have to find different places to, to get some of these workouts in. So there's been places like that to get our running in, our agility in with our group, and then finding places to throw the ball. It's obviously... Uh, you know, we, we've got a couple of good places now to throw it, but, you know, it's, it's just been different, I think, for everybody. Yeah, I mean, you, I, you, you just got to adapt and figure out ways to do it. I actually think this pandemic for high school, uh, maybe not so much for high school, but for college and pro-level athletes, I think this pandemic is going to be a really good measuring stick to see who's in and who's out when it comes to totally. training on their own and who – wants to get better he's got the desire because it's only you right mm-hmm. if you're the only one that can work out if you want to get better you'll figure out ways to lift totally. weights oh, you'll figure completely. out ways to get into a gym or to buy something or do whatever 
it, it puts it more on the player and you're going to find out the guys that want to be there and want to win like a, a Tom, Br- like right now we'll go back. Well, Tom Brady's trying to break into other people's houses to find his <laughs> offensive coordinator to, he, to work on plans with the Buccaneers. And and he took in like, what was that? Probably five ish years ago where he went full on like flexible, f- flexibility, like plyo workouts. Now he's not doing heavy weights. Like he's completely changed his, his diet. Mm-hmm. That's so he can continue to be one of the best quarterbacks, even though he gets older. Then you have guys like Jay Cutler that it was pretty evident. He was just really good at football and had a lot of talent, but he didn't care very much. Like he was give him his marbreds and get out the way. Yeah, he wasn't a guy that was going to change his workouts or change his, his diet or do a bunch of these things to continue to be a top player. Well, in the he league. did change or his diet still, at the end there because he finally be had diabetes. You know what I mean though? He'd still yeah. be playing if he wanted to do all that stuff. Yeah. Well, that's what separates. That's what separates really good players and from gonna, just your average players. And the you're going to find that you're going to find that out about a lot of players that who actually wanted to put the work in and who didn't. Oh yeah. Big time. There's, and that that's for every walk of life during all this as well. I know so many people that sit at home and complain about everything. They complain, 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 oh, this and that, this and that. I'm like, well, what are you doing to get better? Besides sitting on your ass and complaining day in and day out. Oh, you're not doing anything to better yourself? Then I don't have time for you. You know? Like like during this pandemic. What are you going to do? Go crush some mac and cheese every day and then play video games till your eyes bleed? Sounds pretty fun, but eventually, how is that going to better yourself? Like during- you're trying to be pro at going video games. What do I do in my free time? I watch a lot of sports. I follow a lot of sports, right? Mm-hmm. S- sports took up a huge chunk of my life. Well, now <laughs> that's not so much going on. <laughs> now you got a I massive gotta, void to I fill. I got to find other things to do. What what did we do? We started a movie thing. Yeah. I started watching like a movie every day. Or you know, my I man's was, bettering his pop culture knowledge. I used you're, to work. Now you're working out more. Yeah, I used to work out all the time. Then I turned 21. And, <laughs> and then I started doing 12 ounce curls. Those workouts started to decline. And then by about age 23, they were non existent. So, what did I, I mean? We've well, talked before. But that's the thing. I had nothing else to do. It's like, okay, let's get back into shape again. Let's start working out. Yeah. Now, in the past two months, that's all I've been doing because that's all I can do. I've lost 16 pounds. Yeah. You can sit around and feel sorry for yourself. That's the easiest thing in the world to do is to sit on your ass and say, woe is me. And do literally nothing and but feel sorry. That's the easiest thing in the world to do. That's just about as easy as breathing. It takes something. And this goes for professional athletes to just Joe Schmo out there. Easy to sit around and do nothing. Easy to feel sorry for yourself. We've had this talk before, Rowdy. Get your ass up and do something. And that's that's where I think where so, you have, say, say uh, MVS is out working with Randy Moss and Jake Kumro is out working with his brother playing video games. Yeah. You're going to see MVS get better this year and Jay Kumro stay the same or get worse. Like yeah. that's that's where the difference is going to be. We all know the top the top guys are going to be doing this no matter what. They're all getting ready because in their minds there's going to be a season 100%. Even if there isn't, they'd be ready for one. Yeah. It's it's those fringe guys that you're going to see do they take the next step. It's how bad do you want it, you know? Like like the kid that they uh, they drafted out of Miami, Jonathan Garvin, the edge. He was supposed to be a guy with great ability, but not the greatest mo- uh, motor. He's yeah. a guy that shows up half the time. Yeah. If he comes in super out of shape, you see he's, he, 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 <laughs> you got the second one that didn't work very hard. But if you could put him on something when he gets in there and, and he's actually listening to the, the instruction and he 
you know, maybe Zadarius Smith takes him under his wing and he starts putting in that work, and all of a sudden you're going to see a guy like that really pop off. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's all in how much do you want it, how much you can, can – the things you can control are what immediately affect you. Like, I don't know, you could go work out. You it, could go read books. You could go work on your house. You could do something to better yourself in a way that makes you feel more positive about your body image or your mental health or whatever. It's easy. It's easy to sit around and feel sorry for yourself. It takes, it takes effort and it's hard to put your, the first foot forward and to do something. And, and here's the Once thing. you start doing it though, it feels great. In all, like you said, in all walks of life, I'm not going, I'm, I'm not going to judge you if you want to sit on the couch and not do anything. No, but don't judge me when but you I, start. But I also don't want to hear you complain about how you gained all this weight. Yeah. Because you had the opportunity to do something, or like the NFL, I don't, I don't want to hear you complain about. Well, we had a pandemic. You still had the opportunity to do something. If you don't want to do that, I'll find someone that will, and I'll find someone to take your roster spot that actually put the work in. Totally, and it's going to show. That's why, like, I don't know. Maybe this is apples and oranges, but I think it's, I think it's kind of relevant. Friday night, I went to the Madison Mallards. I went to the Duck Pond, and I went to a drive-in movie. At the Duck Pond. It was cool. It was freaking awesome. Now, the Madison Mallards could sit around and say, woe is me. I'm going to feel sorry for myself. What am I going to do? There's no baseball. We don't know what's going to happen. But you know what they did? My guy, GM Tyler Isham, my guy Vern, all those guys, they're like, we need to be a problem solver. We need to go out and do something. And what do they do? Well, they're revamping the Duck Pond into now a drive-in movie theater. Because they're not going to sit around and feel sorry for themselves. They're going to try something out. I think it's totally great. And that goes for anyone out there. When it comes to a professional athlete, you could sit around and do nothing. Like, well, I can't go to the gym. Pick up some go, – I mean, well, use body it? resistance. Go go for a run. Do something. Like Aaron Rodgers is finding parks Did, to we go had, throw the football. We had Alex Erickson on, what was it, probably two, three weeks ago now? Yeah. That's, that's a guy that's been in the NFL for, what, five-ish seasons? Yes, it'll be his fifth. Walk on. Stand out at Wisconsin, now playing in the NFL f- roughly five years in. He he hasn't signed any of the, you know, $100 million contracts. What did he say? Remember he said the first thing he did was order a bunch of uh, workout machines yeah. for, his, for his basement. Yeah. And I know not everyone can do that because they don't have that kind of NFL money. But exactly. you can use what did I went and ordered but a bunch saying, of, like, resistant bands. And I go for a run or I'll go to a, a park. And, I just meant you know. more or less, like, his example yeah. was oh, yeah. for, like, the NFL player that's saying, well, I can't get into the gym. A guy that never signed a huge deal is buying things so he can stay in the league and make that next contract. Why couldn't you do the same yeah, thing? I think Alex Erickson is a great example of just putting it all out of the line and working as hard as you can and never having an excuse and getting it done. You went from Darlington, walk-on, to now in the NFL. That dude works his ass off. And that's the, that's the exact reason why he has been in the NFL for five years. He did make it on Wisconsin as a walk-on because he does all those things. You, When you see his his uh, combine profile or his draft, NFL draft profile, you're never going to see on that guy's type of profile that he's lazy, that he's not going to do something. Mm-hmm. And that's why I have beef with some guys like Rashawn Gary because it says right in his profile. <laughs> it, back to Rashawn well, Gary. It, does, it says right in the profile that this dude was the most talented guy in high school. Did you go on that 15-minute like thing just to get back at Rashawn Gary at the oh, end? I was going to weave him in. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, like, 
he, you're, you're talking about Alex Erickson comes from Darlington. Obviously busted his ass, made it as a walk-on, busted his ass, got in the NFL, and now is continuing to find ways to stay in the league. You had a guy like Rashawn Gary. He was one of the best <laughs> football <Rashawn> players <laughs> in high school. Goes to Michigan. They say, wow, the kid's kind of lazy, kind of tries when he wants to. Oh, but he's still got all this talent. Packers take a ridiculous flyer on him at 12, and you know when he works out because he posts it because all this stuff is Hey, about he's working him. out though, Rowdy. He's, he's, Those he's, are the he, only times he works out he's when using he films the, it. I mean, you're giving him a compliment now because he's, he's doing everything what you just said people should do in this pandemic. He's doing it. But that's the thing. The people that have to film it are the ones that aren't doing it as much as they probably should. I don't see any Alex Erickson films coming out of him working out because you don't need to post it. Well, I mean, the you're kind of contradicting at, yourself post, right now. The post is, look Rashawn. at me. I'm actually working out. I'm trying to do something. Hey, he's doing something, though. That's the whole, we just spent a whole 50 minutes on trying to do something. I'm so tired of that guy. You, now you're contradicting. You did so well. Now you're contradicting yourself.